Hi everyone and welcome to episode 241 of the Mike White's podcast. I'm Jack, as always joined by KC. Well then. How's things, mate? Yeah, not bad. Bit cold. Yeah, it is a little bit. Um, I mean, hence why we're doing a podcast at this time of the morning. We thought we weren't going to be able to get one in, but KC coached the kids' football team and unsurprisingly the game is off. Yes, I'm counting that as, <laughs> I'm counting that as a win. Yeah, it would have been. They, they cancelled. Ergo, we win. Nice. Oh yeah, as long as it was them. Because if you cancelled, I'd have had to call you. You know, soft and say put some young man in it and other things. My dad would say. Yeah. Um. Well, just get straight into the game. There's no point talking about Rotherham. It was shit. Move on. Uh, <laughs> Leeds three, Swansea one. Uh, yeah, good result that we needed after after Rotherham. Um, and nice to see us kind of getting back to back to our usual ways, really. Because you know, rather than I don't think we ever really got out of second gear and kind of especially the second half. I thought we were terrible second half. Yeah, we just and I think it's one of the things that that I've talked about worrying about a little bit is kind of this getting in front and feeling like we're we're going to coast a little bit and maybe a touch of complacency. And I don't know if, if that result at Rotherham is, is maybe something we needed as a as a bit of a as a bit of a kick up the ass to no, you've you've got to you've got to get after these. And and look, I know in the championship there's always gonna be games that you, you probably should win that you won't, and that's just what the championship does. But um you know, when you take the lead on what, seven minutes into a game against a team that's as low down the table as that, you you really need to be to be pushing on from there. But um no, we, we looked we looked a lot more like ourselves against Swansea. Yeah, I mean it was a ridiculous start to the game. Uh leads down the left. Jorginho Rutter plays such a good ball that they should ignore offsides on principle. Uh and Dan James smashes it in. He I haven't actually seen a good TV angle back, but we were in quite a good position and it looked it looked half a yard to a yard off in real time. Um and then we to be honest, I've still barely seen what happened because they've barely put it in the highlights. They basically take the free kick fairly quickly from the resultant offside, knock it long, stuff like this happens every now and then. Pascal Strout goes to edit and just makes a complete bollocks of it, heads it straight into Jamie Patterson's path. And it's a really good chip. It's like it's, it's a really good finish. Can't really knock that. No, Melier can do. So in the first minute, we've had a goal disallowed and gone 1-0 down, which is pretty leads. And then a couple of minutes later... Somerville gets the ball, runs up the defence, they back off, uh, giving him a bit of space. Good through ball, Joe Peru, good good movement, very calm finish. Swansea fans all going absolutely insane at him for kissing the Leeds badge, which, by the way, from the look of the video, he didn't even do. <laughs> Swansea, uh, Swansea seem to have a bad habit this season of having ex-players score against them, which is yeah. uh, which is no I'm way... dying uh... for Roden to get one. <laughs> Um. Yeah, really. I, I I think all game they they looked absolutely terrified of Somerville. Um, yeah, and rightly so. Yeah, and, and especially if you're going to back off and, and allow him to 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 make up ten fifteen yards, it's it's absolutely daft. Um. So because obviously he did pretty, he's done pretty well in this. He's um. It, it's so nice watching someone and 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 Dan James getting back to. What he can do as well again, having having sort of reverted to type against against Rotherham a little bit. Um, 
because this this could have been a game after that performance where you think, all right, let's let's give Nonto a go again, um, or something like that. But he's he's kind of sticking with his his favoured front four. Yeah, I mean, unless someone gets injured, it's hard to see it changing. After that ridiculous four minutes, it was just you don't get starts to games like that. You can't really. And like, like it was weird. Leeds kept making runs, and not once did Swansea track any of them. It was weird. It, there is a version of that exact game where we're three 0 up after about six minutes. It was a because they a lot of them like they just we just didn't get the pass right, or it got intercepted, or we didn't look. Yeah, but somewhere in the multiverse. Just, they had a really weird setup, but after fifteen minutes, uh, in fairness to God, his name's gone. Champ, Champ Man Wonder Kid from like oh one, uh, Michael Duff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he changed it after like fifteen minutes, and then from fifteen to about forty minutes, Swansea started like really moving the players around. That Jay Fulton in midfield was dropping into basically being a back three at times. Sometimes he was in the middle. Both wing backs sort of inverted into midfield at times, and Leeds, to be honest, didn't really know where to pick up and who to press. And for 25 minutes, they were able to play their way through our midfield and keep possession pretty easily and sort of looked the better side for a while without creating anything, really. And that's the that's one of the things that I like about us this year. That bit where, where we were not at it and we were struggling to keep the ball and we just, we, even though, like, even with Stroud, not just a mistake, he had a bit of a weird game. He played a few sloppy passes and made a couple of weird decisions. But Roden was, like, Stroud wasn't bad. He just had the bad error and then was okay. Roden was excellent. And the way he just marshaled the defensemen, even though they played their way through our midfield, they didn't really get anywhere. And I was I was very impressed with that. Um, like, there was a weird bit where, for some, on, on telly, this may have looked different. It looked like Glenn Kamara in the first half either needed to be way more aggressive and push even further up and really chase, or he needed to drop 10 yards. And he, like, did neither. And then they just went round him like he went there, off the ball. And it was only about five minutes before half-time, and I don't know whether it's because Farker changed something in our press or because Swansea got a bit tired. But just that last five minutes, we started to get on top again. And... Given how the half had gone, I'd have been pretty happy with one all at half time. And then right on the stroke of half time, Ampadu's got the ball deep. No one even pretends to try and close him down. They give him so much time to take a touch, get it out of his feet, look up, check all his options, and he pings an absolutely perfect ball over top for Georginio Ruter, who the only thing better than that pass was how sexy that first touch was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh defenders back at him. Holds him off like it was a small child trying to knock him off the ball and finishes really well. And Jorginho Ruter has a goal at Elland Road. Finally. <laughs> it was it was very odd when you look at the goal because, you know, you say they, they weren't pressing. And if you were to say, you know, a few minutes before half-time, you know what? Just, just sit back, cover you know, cover deep. Um, give let them have the ball in their half, and let's just go in at half time at one all. But it's the fact that they don't seem to have anyone past the halfway line. But they're also back high line. But, but yeah, really <laughs> high line. So there seems to be about thirty yards of space in behind. 
that's what makes me think it might have been tiredness. Because mm. that doesn't make any sense as a plan. And given the previous 25 minutes, it seemed like they were quite well coached and had a plan and ideas. So that doesn't correlate. That's why I think it was just the players in, had tied themselves out a bit and just basically did what we've done a few times this season and just switched off before half time. Yeah. Um, and like you say, really, really nice touch. It's of, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this Jack Harrison is envious of that first touch. And, that, and that, that's, that's not something I say very often. Well, I saw a non-Leeds fan unironically call it Bergkamp-esque. Oh. Which, I mean, yes, please, but <laughs> <laughs> might might be slightly, might be a bit early for that. Like, it, Bergkamp, yeah. was never, Bergkamp was never this quick. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, going, going in at 2-1 up was massive. And I really think getting that goal just on the stroke of half-time, I think that was what won, us, what won this game. I think if Swansea going at one all, I think it's a very different situation. And instead, for the second half, we were just on top throughout, really. You know, they had a couple of moments, but nothing major. We just outplayed and we I think that whatever was going wrong in the press, Farker fixed at half time. And that was noticeable because Glenn Kamara went from not having a great game to having an excellent second half. Um the goal itself. The, it's very rare that the best bit of it's a tackle. Um, ball across and Sam Byram absolutely crunches in all the ball. Not even all the man because he timed it that well. Just like half the man. <laughs> uh, into Rutea's feet, turns, plays it through for Dan James, who's obviously quicker than the defender. A couple of steps to get away. Left foot, smashed into the roof of the net. Really good finish, carrying on his great scoring run. I think that that was four in a row, four games in a row at Ellen Road that he scored. Yeah, uh, and yes. I, saw, I saw on Twitter he's the first Welshman to do that for Leeds since John Charles in March 1957, if I remember rightly. Yeah, well, fair play. It's um, it's it's one of those records that doesn't really mean a lot, but no, we haven't had that many. Good, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> um. No, it, it, like you say, absolutely fantastic to see a tackle going like that on the halfway line. A, a tackle and a key pass in one fell swoop. He uh, got to the ball so early that I would be tempted to call that a pass. <laughs> a pass with a follow-through. Um, and, yeah, Dan James making a good run in behind, using his pace like he should. And I'm not going to lie, I was uh, quite concerned seeing that he took it onto his left foot, but the fair play to him just smashes it. I know, I've, I've said this the other week to you, but it's true. He's got a weird level of composure this season that he just didn't have before. And I don't know if it's just because it's the championship, you've got just that little half second more time. And I don't know if that's the reason why suddenly he looks composed, but or if it's just that he's got some, got his confidence back. But he does look. I mean, there is absolutely no doubt that him, you know, he is first choice for that position. You know, the the front yeah. four should not change at all. You can't, yeah, you can't deny the the form that they are in together as a unit. 
Um, it just when when they're going, it's 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 brilliant to watch. Um, and and I, and I suppose that I think I think the thing for Dan James is you you probably look at his time at Leeds in in as much as he was someone who was brought in who Bielsa clearly thought I'm going to make him a striker, mm. and it just didn't work. Um, but you're now sort of seeing him ostensibly as a wide player, but given this ability to come inside. So, you know, we, at times we can flood forward as a three or a four, and all of them are within the width of the penalty area. Yeah, and, and, and quite often the width of the penalty area and the two furthest forward are Somerville and James. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at the amount of times, it's it's actually Peru who's sort of back on the halfway line while the other three are just flying forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but J- James is ability this season to, to arrive at the right time or just time is run because especially as someone with that much speed it's very easy for, for you to get caught offside um, as we saw after about 25 seconds yeah <laughs> um, but you, you're just seeing this this next level for him that he's I think he's finally hitting um, and I just, I, if he can keep this up, you'd look and go, you know, I'd, I'd be more than happy to, to see him have a go at it, you know, in the Premier League, should we get there. Yeah, I mean, that's a long way away because, unfortunately, other teams do keep winning. Although, uh, Leicester drew with Chef Wednesday, didn't they? Yes, it was a 96th-minute equaliser or something. Yeah, J- uh, Jeff Hendrick, I believe it was. <laughs> Who, apparently, is that's where he is. Um <laughs> It was just a really good result. We probably should have got a fourth in this because uh, we had a few really good chances to break at the end where we just didn't make the most of it, we played the wrong pass or we moved, or we just didn't use the saves properly and Jed Nantley had a really good chance that he added over. But, um, you know, overall, it was just a solid, good, deserved win. Um, we... We made several sort of the normal changes. Strauch did limp off a bit with like 10, 15 minutes to go, but by the sounds of a press conference, he's fine. Uh, the only, obviously, Dallas is still out, but there's two new ones out. Gellar is out, even though, let's be honest, he wouldn't have been in anyway. And Furpo is injured again. <laughs> yeah. For uh, roughly three weeks. Yeah. Um, do you reckon he might be in? Look, and I, are, I am not accusing him of anything with this, but I'm. Does it? Do you reckon he'll be back about the first of January and then go? If, yeah, I think if I think we've got someone lined up, <laughs> we, um, yeah, I mean, we 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 desperately need a left back, don't we? Yeah, um, it, it has to happen. And as brilliant yeah. as Sam Byram has been, he is still. Not really a left back, although in this system he is. Yeah, um, Byron, he is quite injury prone and stuff. You need another one. Well, that, that's <laughs> it. You know, even if you're saying these are our two left backs, and you're going yes, and they both can get injured on a very regular basis. And one of them, as much as we all want want him to come good, isn't any good. <laughs> um. Although I will say, actually, to be fair, he actually played quite well when he came on. 
this one. He, he had like two two bits of like back post defending he needed to do, and he did them both well. He had one opportunity to release a counter attack with a relatively long ball, and he got the pass just right. And he didn't really have all else to do, so I can't complain about the performance. I, th- I think, yeah, I, I I honestly think now more more so than than how he has played for us is is the fitness at this yeah. point and. He probably needs to go somewhere to be a backup for a half decent team. The story's saying going back to Betis will not go away, will they? No. So I think that's probably most likely. I know it's the club. Yep. It was brilliant for them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I I I would love us to 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 sign an out and out left back. Yeah. Um, um, this guy isn't an out-and-out left-back, but Alex Benson is in the comments saying, uh, with Rico Lewis, Ake, Guardiola, City, I'd be asking for Sergio Gomez on loan in January. Well, that's exactly what I did on FM24. That's exactly who my left-back was in the championship. Um, uh, I, saw, yeah. I, signed McCallum, I signed McCallum from Norwich, and he basically was averaging an assist. Like It was about every 70 minutes or something. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. Um, so, so go get him. Yeah, let's have him. Um, we will obviously we're a bit pushed for time today because we didn't know we were going to be able to do this at all. Uh, there isn't any like real big, I mean, Nick Hammond is staying on good, there, there hasn't really been much news wise that's worth getting into at this point. So, in like three hours, Middlesbrough, at home. um, this will not be an easy game. They're a good side in Middlesbrough, they're, they're 10th, but it's because they had a dreadful start. And a dreadful start where there was a lot of games that they deserved a lot more from. Like their, their form is quite mixed, which is odd to see, but it's mixed, including like they beat Preston 4-0 in the last game. Before that, we got beat by Bristol City. Before that, they beat Leicester. They were oh, really... it's, proper, it's properly inconsistent, is this form. Yeah. <laughs> um, it... Obviously, uh, disappointing for me, given my uh, my high hopes for them this year that we were going to go up as the top two. Um, it's really weird now looking at a Middlesbrough team because I don't really recognise it anymore. Because after years and years of Warnock, Pulis types keeping loads of players around for a fair while, they've now actually got some footballers. Yeah, I mean, they've got that Morgan Rogers, haven't they? He's a Man City kid, isn't he? and he's meant to be very good. Obviously, I mean, Sam Greenwood won't play in this game for obvious reasons. Uh, Johnny Housen's still going. Um, they've also got that... Uh, Sen- they've got that Senny Dieng in goal who has big errors in him, but for the most part, he's a very good goalkeeper. And he's uh, he's very good with his feet as well, so don't be, so you can expect Middlesbrough to be quite confident passing the ball around the back in the same way that we are. So that, it, a, lot, a lot will come down to his pressing well again. I was I was trying to find Johnny House and on the uh, on the Google Squad page for them, and I was really struggling to picking him out, but it's because he's wearing the blue uh, Netflix kit. Ah, <laughs> oh Johnny. Yeah, um, Paddy Paddy McNair at the backs. Pretty decent. Uh, I don't really like their, their other centre back appears to be this Vanderberg guy. I don't. I must admit, I don't know about him. 
Rav. Uh, I, I, I believe I've still got Dale Flyvo, and he's quite he's a good young centre back. Yeah. Um I say kind of just looking through it's it's odd. It's not the middle square now. Where's where's yeah. the, where's the ship strikers? Where's the thirty-seven year old centre back that's six foot five? Oh, it's Paddy McNair, sorry. Um I don't know how old Paddy McNair is. I was gonna say I bet Paddy McNair is so much younger than you think he is. He's twenty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paddy. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I thought I knew that he wasn't that old. <laughs> I didn't realize it was. I mean, twenty-eight is in his prime. We've also got Dan Barlazer in midfield, who must have obviously got better because I remember Dan Barlazer from him being quite good at Accrington Stanley, hmm. which I believe was a loan move from someone in the Premier League, Everton. I want to say, but I might be wrong. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with uh, deliberately ignoring what his first name is and say I can't believe Al Bangura is still going. Yeah. Well, it is Al Bangura. His name is Alex. <laughs> it's a different Al Bangura, but it is Al Bangura. I'm just. I've just. Uh, in case there was any massive injuries, I didn't know about. I did just get up who scored uh, predicted lineups and realised there's no point doing that because they have Sam Greenwood playing. So. Someone else. Yeah. But it'll be four two three one against four two three one. Uh I said I think this will be a tough game. I think they've got a lot like a lot of good players and as much as he, he was at Scum forever, Michael Carrick appears to be a good manager from what we've seen so far. Yeah, I mean you look at what he did last season and he, he did so well with them. Um obviously I think he ended up losing a couple of players, but um, you know they've they've recovered because they were lower mid table fairly early on. That they, they've dropped quite a lot of points, um, but they seem to have turned it turned it around fairly quickly and got them back into mid table at least. Uh, I mean, from where they are, they are three points off the playoffs, hey, and you would expect them to go like the way that. They're playing and stuff. You would think that there's a pretty good chance of them getting into the playoffs. Uh, they are, yeah. they are better than their positions. Yes, I'm just looking through their squad, and unless uh, this Emmanuel laugh is better than I, because no, I don't know anything about him, to be honest. When I look through the rest of the squad, it does look very light in terms of strikers. So, like. In theory, if we defend well, like Josh Coburn is, you know, he's he's good, but he's not great. Same for Marcus Force. They're all like just all right players. Yeah. This Rav Vandenberg that's been playing at centre back is only nineteen, so he might be better than a real. I don't know about him, but if he's getting in the team already, he must be some some good. Um, do you reckon? I mean, as. Based on the press conference, there's nothing injury-wise to say. So, so are we assuming the same team? Um, yeah, like you say, not not that either one of like Gelhart probably wasn't going to be on the bench, and Furpo would have been a sub. So mm. it probably means Luke Ayling's back on the bench, or, or Shackleton. Yeah, or, true. To be um, a left back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably worth saying as well that Jed Spence 
uh, back on the bench. Yeah, I do think because I heard a few people and saw some people on Twitter saying they couldn't believe Spence didn't get on, and I couldn't either. But I honestly think the plan was to bring him on with ten minutes left. Apologies, by the way, if you can hear my daughter shouting the place now. Uh, she, she's the, absolutely devastated. Jed Spence didn't get on. Yeah, I I think that the plan would have been for Jed Spence to get the last ten minutes, and then Strauch had that little bit of cramp, so he brought Cooper on instead. I think that the plan would have been ten minutes. Uh, if he'd have come on in that game then I might have thought that Spence starts today. But because he didn't, I think he'll just be on the bench. But I think he'll like definitely get minutes today. Um, Because he's ex-Buller as well, isn't he? Yes. So, uh, sort of where he had... Was it there? Or, oh, no, sorry. It was Forrest where he had his his good run, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Forrest, well, it was Forrest on loan from Middlesbrough. Warnock yeah. shipped, him out, shipped him out of Middlesbrough. And yeah, then he went to Forest, won like player at year and got promoted. No, no, mate. Neil Warnock uh, identified a good young talent, but just thought this isn't this isn't quite the right environment. So I'm going to allow yeah. him to go. Yeah, um, that's that's how that works, isn't it? That, yeah. that is that is the Neil Warnock method. Um, tried and true. I will give young players a chance elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I. Alex and Connie have both messaged me with their predictions. Both of them have gone for a 2-1 win, as they did against Swansea. Um, by the way, just I should mention, for uh, we uh, we all had a win by the wrong score against Swansea. And then, Alex, Connie, Casey, you all had us beating Rotherham. And because I'm an eternal pessimist, I had a one-all draw, which has brought me right back into contention. Uh, <laughs> and you know uh, what? Seven minutes in, I was feeling very confident. Yeah, so yeah, Alex and Connie have both gone for a 2 1 win. Uh, my pessimism has kicked in again this morning, so I've got 2 all. I'm gonna go 1 all. Oof, we're both going for a draw, which is I try to think, but there's, a, there's probably not many games where I've, I've backed the draw this season. Um, you had I can tell you, you had a you had us 2 2 away at Leicester, you had us 2 2 away at Southampton, you had us 1 all away at Millwall. One all at home. I predicted a lot of draws then. Yeah, one all at home to West Brom, which you were correct about, and that's all of them. You do have one weird pessimistic where you had us losing two one to QPR, and it's the only loss you predicted this. You didn't predict (laughs) us to get. You didn't predict us to get beat at Ipswich. You didn't predict us to get beat at Leicester. Home to QPR. (laughs) But is that not because I thought we were playing Leicester? Oh yes, it was, wasn't it? You 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 thought you had completely the wrong game in your head when you sent when you did your prediction, when you sent the prediction in. Yeah, I thought we were playing Leicester at home, and I thought we might lose that one. So yeah, <laughs> it came out awful. Oh, dear, I'm good so, at this, me. Yeah. Well, uh, as of as of right now, Casey, you are winning. It'll all, it'll all go to part at the end of the season. You, you have 20, you 24, Connie 22, me 20, Alex 16. So our theory that an outsider might actually beat us because they'd be a bit less emotionally invested so far is not true. Yeah. But I think that's because we've been good. If we'd have been shit, <laughs> he'd probably won everything. Um, do we have anything else to add before we call it, mate? Uh, no, I think we've hit everything there. Cool. Uh, I'm fancying uh, Road on to have a really good game today and drive us forward a lot. And that the way that they play, 
I would fancy Dan James to be good in this game as well. Because I think he's going to get a lot of chances to be good off the ball. And I think he'll get enough space to be good on it. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, if we if we get on top in if we get on top of them, I'd, I'd back us to the hill because I don't I don't think there's many teams in the championship can can cope with us when we get playing. Mm. Um, it's it's I think it's that midfield area. Yeah. Well, that will do us for episode 241 of the podcast. I will upload it immediately so that it's out in time for the game. Um, hopefully, we can be uh, talking about a win fairly soon. I'm just trying to... Do we have a midweek game this week? I can't remember. Uh, we got Blackburn. Or is that next weekend? That's that's next. That's the ninth, yeah. That's yeah. our 12 on Saturday. So, yeah, no midweek game this week. So, we'll probably be back... But likely it'll be Tuesday or Thursday. Those are probably the most likely in terms of work schedules and things like that. So that'll do us. I've been Jack. See you. I'm in KC. Have a good one. In a bit. <laughs>